Good day and welcome to another episode of the Point 99 podcast. The end of the season is fast approaching, but I'm not letting up. It's full steam ahead with two fantastic guests coming up in episode 9 and episode 10, the finale. On the topic of fantastic guests, I am, as always, joined by one today. The fabulous Kilsouth runner Bob Burrell is stepping up to the plate. So far, the chats this season have been stretching and today is no different. As expected, though, it was a great chat with Bob and we covered a wide variety of topics from his formative steps into running through to what the future might hold, as well as the amazing work that Bob does with the community and much more. I'll try to get to the chat as speedily as I can, but let's roll the intro and get into the core of the happenings for the past week. The Point 99 podcast is a running podcast created by runners for runners. If you're new to running or to the podcast, we hope to have topics, discussions and guests that will help you along whatever path your journey is taking. Or for any seasoned runners and listeners, maybe some stories that will have you empathising with our experiences and predicaments, whether it's lessons we've learned during our own journeys, embarrassing stories, or heartstring pulling moments. We hope you'll stick with us while we try share some good vibes, motivation, and positivity, and hopefully we can have a laugh along the way. In my world of running, it was business as usual, or at least that's what Sarah Homer would make it seem but it was another PB this week, this time in my half marathon distance. Look, being completely honest, it wasn't planned whatsoever. I set out for a run at a nice steady pace for a half distance, even putting on my slowest shoes. Slow did, however, mean steady, ticking the legs over quite nicely on some gentle elevation to kick things off stopping to take a nice photo at the peak of my run before gaining the benefits of the downhill on the return leg. It was a three minute drop in my half marathon time and it's built my confidence up nicely for the strapping on of Nike Vaporflies and hitting the Inverness half marathon in March. With the half marathon in mind, well, it's going to be where we celebrate the first birthday for the podcast. We officially turn one in February as the original trailer was published on the 11th of February this year with work beginning earlier in the month. The first official pod then came out a couple of weeks later making it neither March anyway so it's all going to work out quite nicely. There are a couple of familiar faces planning to make an appearance at the Inverness half for either the half marathon distance or the five kilometre race. So I'm sure I can put my hand in my pocket for a round or even get some cake for the end of the run. Where the community are concerned, it seems to have been a fairly quiet week on the event calendar front. That's not to say you weren't all smashing it with your own running, but it was a fairly flat medal Monday. But then it is to be expected as we come into the off season for road running uh, or the the fun muddy season for the cross country runners. Where there is a hole for event shout outs, it's going to be suitably filled with the community shout outs. 
after the great response of episode 7's supplement question, I followed it up with a call for some shout outs from the community back at others within the community, casting a spotlight on those you feel deserve more praise and positive attention. Once again, the response has been fantastic with a mixed bag of responses from simply individual names, but through to the reasons why they're being shouted out as well. We're kicking things off first with TJ I run for shirts and medals and she's shouting out Andrea, quite similarly named, I stop to pet dogs. And she's shouting out Andrea for completing a 50 mile event. That's no mean feat. That's pretty hard going. So massive congratulations to Andrea and a spotlight being cast on her. I'm definitely going to go check out her. I think I follow her, but I'm going to definitely go check her out again. Bob Burrell, the Kilsouth runner, obviously our guest for today's episode, is shouting at Natalie Hunter at Natalie Hunter 1888 for her fantastic pacing work at races. Chris Evans, chris.runs.a.lap. He wants to firstly shout myself out. Thank you very much, Chris. Uh, but also Water of Leith Half by Blast Running. So by proxy, Blast Running where he'll be running with Emily and Matt. That's Matt Goes Running from EH3. He's also added Giz, Nick, Dad, Joking Low, Look at Runshine on Leith and Serena Broadway on her marshalling duties. Ryan Miller, the Scottish underscore runner, wants to shout out Ultra Linny for leading without fear and showing up for the hashtag party at the back crew. Next, we have Runnerman Steve making an appearance back to the podcast. He firstly wants to shout myself out. Again, thank you very much. And this is where I did put out a video on the stories to ask people not to shout me out because it wasn't about me. It's about casting a spotlight on other people in the community and yourselves. Thank you very much, Steve. Uh, and he's saying he wants to kind of shout me out for picking up the pod solo and making it even stronger. I do miss you, buddy, but I just have to do what I have to do. Um, he goes on to shout himself out, though, for being a bloody legend. And I will second that. Tanya Carmona at Tanya Runs underscore the world. She's changed her handle since we've had her on. She wants to shout herself out because she feels she needs to redeem herself from the last episode. I don't know what she means by that, but I can confirm we will be seeing a return for Tanya in season four as we learn a little bit more about how her running's gone since she was on, what events she's been doing and what she has coming up in the future. Geese Fowler, Geese with many underscores on the run, wants to shout out Lee because he is all sorts of amazing. That's Control Alt Delete, otherwise known as Uncle Lee. You guys know my thoughts on Lee, so I am, of course, seconding that. Stuart Rowan has a whole list of people here that Stuart runs a lot. So we're going to go through the names here. I've added on their handles as well. First up, we have Ian. Ian with many underscores again. Ian runs and cycles. We've got Nikki Nicknack Mara runs. Kaylee the happy diet. Ryan Scottish underscore runner, Jamie, Jamie underscore runs. He's also shouting at myself. Once again, thank you very much. You're too kind, sir. Emily in the outdoors. 
Alison Jardin, Scottish Marathon Girl, Patrick Watkins, P Watkins underscore 13, and of course, the lady who really kind of cast the best spotlight on the podcast from the get-go, Susan Swarbrick Dimmick. As I say, there was no reasons why there, but nobody in that list needs a reason why. Maybe, maybe me, but everyone else are complete legends within the community. So as with everyone else, I second those completely. We then have Patrick Watkins himself is asking, how does he shout out the host? Thank you very much. Again, it wasn't about me. It's about you guys, but I do appreciate the love. Uncle Lee, he's in the uh, chat here wanting to shout out a return to Giz. So he says, Giz for organising a meetup for Elodie's birthday. That looked fantastic. I think that was at Plain Park Run. It did look like a good old meetup and birthday bash for Elodie. So I don't think I got the opportunity at the time. I was busy, but happy belated birthday, Elodie. If you are listening, it did look like you had a fantastic one. Then finally, Jack GDBZ (laughs) wants to shout himself out for his 2740 kilometer megathon challenge for next year. So I'll be watching that, Jack, to see how you get on and we will shout you out throughout the process as well. Stuart Rowan has actually lined up a cracker of a question to ask for episode 9 going into episode 10, which left me a little bit stumped as to what I was going to ask for this week, but it's also inspired me at the same time. So this week I want to know what events you are looking forward to most in 2024. It can be any distance, it can be any goal, even if it's just cheer squad duties. What events are getting you giddy? You might not even have signed up for them yet, but drop them in the stories and DMs when they are up. Let me know what you are looking forward to the most. But from community shout outs to a key figure in not only the Instagram running community, but the Kilsyth running community and beyond. Of course, it's Bob Barrow. It's a pretty lengthy one today, but it was great to have Bob's take on everything from the do's and don'ts of distance running, his formative steps with running, all the way through to what the future might hold, as well as his work with runners of all ages and abilities. Let's get stuck in and welcome the man himself to the show. Today, I'm delighted to be joined by the man who can easily be described as the biggest cheerleader for many, if not everyone in the running community. His tireless support and positivity to many, including myself, is truly inspirational. I've had the pleasure of meeting him briefly at the Edinburgh Marathon and can testify that he is equally as positive in person as he is online. However, when he's not cheering on complete strangers on the internet, he's helping real-life people attain real-life goals through his work with the Kilsyth Runners, making a huge difference to people's lives. But from his community service, the good kind, to a solo smashing in a range of different distances from 5k all the way through to marathons and beyond. Let's get on to finding out more about what makes this legend tick. Welcome to the Kilsyth runner himself, Bob Barrell. Big build up there. 
forget to breathe sometimes when I'm reading them. See, I do that sometimes when I'm running. It's definitely helps when you breathe. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, it helps to breathe and run, doesn't it? Yes. It's one of the key things, yeah. It's, I know what you mean. I know what you mean because it's, it's it's trying to get that right rhythm, and I just I've not I've not got it with uh, with reading the intros yet. Oh, I, I think I'm I'm there with running. I think I am, but big big breath, relax, and just go. <laughs> yes. So you've had a, a good week so far. Um, yes. Um, a kind of busy week running uh, and family life, which can sometimes impact my running. I've um. I kind of start. I was running with um, or working with even the runner coach app up mm-hmm. until last week. Um, but I've decided. I, I think I've been with them for about a year now, and I was decided now I need to step away from it. Um, fantastic app because I was involved in the kind of ambassadorship and testing of it. I felt like I was. I can't be trusted. I was like a child, and I kept dropping and changing my plans and playing about with it too much because I could, because I had the free reign to do anything. So I thought I need to be properly focused and start um, working with a proper coach again, I think. so. Oh, nice. So have you, have you got a coach lined up already? Um, I'm in conversation with um, someone to do some coaching. It's not um, nailed on yet, but I'm quite excited about it. Um, it's like but, the transfer market in football by the sounds of it. <laughs> it uh, yeah, it's, um, I thought that's, that's a name dropper, so I'm trying not to until I'm kind of now, just between you and me, is it someone that I, that you've mentioned to me recently? Oh, uh, as a so. future guest, no. Oh no, no, no. Okay, it would, okay, be, it would be it would be some guest right enough, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. Okay, okay. Well, I'll have to wait and see. Then we'll have to watch this face and find out who who you're oh, with. I feel like I've just built up something that's <laughs> oh, this is really that interested in. <laughs> oh, no, no, knowing you though, Bob, the way you'll announce it, it will be spectacular anyway. Oh, unless they tell me not to say anything. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so apart from that, that was kind of, I was hoping to get that started, but it's kind of stalled a little bit. So this week I've actually been, I thought I'll just do the, the Garmin suggested workouts. Okay. Um, Which is every day so far. It's been, oh, you had a terrible sleep. We suggest you do a 30 minute recovery run every day. And I'm like, oh, it's, um, yeah. Well, I don't know if that's telling me that I should be recovering more, but it's not really working for me. I'm like, but when you're when you're working and you've got family and you're running as well and everything goes into that, you're not going to get the best sleep. So it's it's going to be a vicious cycle, isn't it? Yeah, um, which I know that listen listen to your body and stuff, but I'm kind of like I need to get some proper running done. So I got a good run on Tuesday night with my Cosife runners. Um, We've got the first group we've done, we're up to two and a half miles and um, going towards their, their 3.1 miles or 5k, whichever. We won't even start that conversation. <laughs> <laughs> well, since um, you mentioned it, which one do you, you go? You obviously go by miles then. I'm, I'm a miles man, yeah. Miles I, man. I used to be kilometers until I started marathon training, and then uh, that's when I flipped over uh, and I've never, I've never went back. Um, I suppose you've got that best of both worlds then because you can do the conversion. Just about, yeah. <laughs> So I do the, I know my my three point one and my six point two. After that, yeah, we're into miles. Try try do that during a, during a marathon when you're running, running in kilometers and they don't have kilometers on you. You're trying oh, to no, do no. the conversions. No, I know. I know people like to do their marathon. You know, it's the twenty six miles, but they break it up into five k's or ten k's, and I'm like, oh, stressful stuff. Try to do the sums. 
I did that with Amsterdam, but not for distance wise. It was for nutrition because um, I had the Voom Energy Bars and something that Runner Man Steve had said many, many moons ago mm-hmm. was uh, he takes his every seven, his gels and his nutrition around about every seven kilometers. And since he said that, I've been doing it and it works a treat for me. So that's how I broke my, my marathon up. I did it on every seven, seven kilometers. If I was in miles, I, I, I'd probably work the same, but I don't know if it'd work quite so well in my head. Yeah, see, I've set my watch up to be part me every 40 minutes. Um, so that's whether I'm marathon running or not. It's just if I'm on a long run, then it'll beep at 40 minutes. I've got all right. Just to keep me training, uh, training my stomach as well as my legs kind of thing. So if I'm out long every 40 minutes, it'll beep and I'll take my gel or take my energy chooses. I've found out recently they're quite good um, alternative. Uh, so is that, I don't think I meant, I don't think we, we discussed uh, anything. That was that energy choose. Is that to do with your brand ambassadorship now, the one you've recently taken, well, or is that completely different? It was actually b- before that um, all came in. Okay. Um, so it was Vela Forte. It was actually on um, Ryan's right. charity retreat. There was um, in his bag, there was some. Um, something I've looked at, but I always thought the choose there wasn't many carbs in them. So I thought of not much point, but these ones, it was good. The way it was working out, it was like, I could take one every mile and that would space out my carb rather than just try to mm-hmm. dump a full gel down me every 40 minutes. Because um, sometimes I, I try to just sip it away like a drink, just take it kind of little and often with my gel, but you don't really want to carry it. So you get to a stage where you just try to dump it and then your stomach just goes, oh no. Not yeah. Happy with that. But with the um, the chews, they seem to be a bit of a game changer for me. It's something I'm definitely going to look at for my next um, marathon training block to see if I can incorporate them but there's so much there is so much choice these days that's why it's as you mentioned there on my ambassadorship for x miles it's quite good that they're going to be sending me different things um to review and trial and it'll kind of really open up a lot for me which hopefully i can then share with my followers to let them know what i think and um yeah it's all good good no it's uh, it's a bit you're right there's so much in the market and i, I know i've got the active ambassadorship mm-hmm. um but i use everything i use for, for gel wise, uh, I, I do use active root, but I use that more for trails because of the consistency, the thickness uh, yeah. ability to make it a little bit thicker because I find that helps a lot. Whereas science and sport and high five, personally for me, I find that better when I'm on the road. Yeah. And I know I could make active root a lot, wa- a lot thinner, a lot more watery. But in, in some respects, I like the balance of having everything and I know I'm spending money, but at the end of the day, it's running, you're going to spend money on something. Um, better being on something that's actually going to give you the best out of your run. Yeah, well, it's it's such a personal thing as well. Um, not just in how it's going to how your stomach's going to take to it. It's mm-hmm. it's do you like the consistency of it? Do you like the flavour of it? Do you actually feel it's giving you a boost or giving you the energy? Um, so you have to try all the diff- different ones and see. Um, no point just going all out. I'll go for SIS because it's in the sale kind of thing. It might not work for you. you have to... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or you've seen it down in the little in the central aisle because it's, as it says, on the sale or it's cheaper. Ah, yeah. it's, got a sh- it's got a short date on them, but we'll just go for it anyway. And it's, <laughs> yeah. Whereas you've got the other end of the spectrum, you've got like the Morton gels, which you've got a, like that, um, it's a hydrogel, so it's got absolute different consistency altogether. Yeah, but, um, yeah. but they, they are good though. Um, but I, I personally couldn't afford to train with it. They're very expensive. Are they the ones that, that Kipchoge uses, the black packets? Yes, yeah. but because 
they're elite, they don't run about with gels. Usually they've got they're mixed <laughs> into their, their drinks bottle that they can pick up and drink it and toss it every, um, every 5k or whatever they get. The, the privileges of being an elite, yeah. That was something I noticed for the because it was the very first time. You don't really get that at Edinburgh and you certainly don't get it at Loch Ness. But to see the table full of the bottles that some of them didn't even pick up yeah. was, was really strange. It was that, that kind of surreal thing of, well, it must be amazing to be an elite and have that capability of having effectively a bag drop. They're like ultra running marathon marathoners. Yeah, so I've seen it was um, was it Philly Bowden? She was going to do Valencia Marathon um, recently, and she couldn't get an elite place in it, so she didn't do it. She's training for an Olympic qualifying time. Um, but because she d- she would have to then carry her own fuel because she wouldn't she wasn't getting an elite place, so she decided she wasn't going to run it because the difference in time for her being able to pick up her drinks mm-hmm. and having to carry everything herself says it just wasn't it wasn't going to be the right race for her. But it just shows you the um, all the one percents and stuff like that that the, everyone has to work to. It's yeah, yeah, and it's all those times that can make such a big difference to to your qualification time or just Absolutely. that extra second on a kilometer or second exactly. on a mile. All right, we'll, we'll take it back then um, to from away from where we're, we're kind of heading just there with, with what you're doing on your current running and your progression. And we'll take it back to where you started out, if that's all right. Yeah, yeah. So uh, can you tell us a little bit about, about the beginnings of Bob in, in the world of running? In the world of running? Well, it was basically, so 2012... Um, I ended up um, back staying with my parents mm-hmm. um, and what would I have been like 30 year old 31 year old back staying with my parents I was then drinking and partying too much and pretty much on a slippery slope to be honest um, so I decided I need to get another um, hobby <laughs> so I joined the gym um, at the end of October in fact that was the uh, induction the gym induction um, was the morning after a Halloween party so I turned up to my gym induction um, with eye makeup on. I was dressed as a, a female the night before. Um, so I dressed up in makeup, hadn't really slept, probably still smelling a drink. And it was, luckily enough, it was my cousin that was taking the induction. So she um, abused me, then ended up throwing me into a circuit class to, as punishment, which I had to leave halfway through as I thought I was going to be sick. So that was a bit of a wake-up call. Um so I was like, right, what else can I do as well as the gym? And then that's when I started thinking, right, I'll get running as well to supplement it. Um, so I was in about January, started signing up for Tough Mudders, Mighty Deer Stalker, 5Ks, 10Ks. Um, but probably still partying hard and training hard with like, no kind of structure. Um, picking up all sorts of injuries, but um, continuing to train. I think I'd even broke my foot. Um, playing football at one point, but still done like the Glasgow 10k and my cast boot and all those stupid things like that. It's like, yeah, what are you doing, man? Um, but that, I think that at the time was my, it was kind of self medicating between training and drinking, probably. Um, I mean, protein shakes during the days if you're an athlete and then a bottle of wine at night, um, which you can't really, that's not, it's not a sustainable existence. Um, but yeah, that was. It was more social stuff, so I wasn't out there trying to like beast my 5k time or my 10k time. It was just more uh, what we all signing up for, guys, and then we'll go out after it and all that kind of 
carry on, but uh, I did eventually grow up and settle down uh, when I met my wife. Um, so that was like in 2014. Um, but I was still kind of, in terms of fitness and training wise, I was doing all sorts of training. And I even, don't know if you've heard of ICW, the wrestling. Oh, yes. Was, okay. mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was, um, I've done a spell of training with them and graduated through their training program. It was just, yeah, it was just absolute scattergun um, in terms of fitness and what I was doing. It's like, um, just try to do everything, but not really mastering anything. Uh, but that was at the point, like 2015, when I signed up for, or tried to sign up for the London Marathon through the ballot. Um, wasn't successful. But then I managed to get a charity place, and I think that's when everything really changed for me in terms of running. It gave um, you a, a big goal to kind of work towards and just changed your mindset completely. Yeah, well, I still... Um, my training for it was, but looking back, it was it was shocking. Like you, you just don't know what you're doing. Um, in terms of my long runs, my volume was terrible. I just had picked. I think it was just like the what looked like the easiest training course online. Uh, yeah, the I thought I could just turn up and run a like a sub four, based on absolute nothing. There was no markers to indicate that's what I could do. But looking online, I was like, that sounds like a good goal. Um, yeah, crashed and burned. Wasn't a well, it's quite an emotional experience, but it's one that after I finished, I was like, I need, I need to go back there and do that again. And that, ever since, that's been my goal to return to London um, on merit and do it properly. Um, and that's what keeps spurring me on. I just want to return. Get the good, you get a good fridge for London, don't you? Yes. Yeah, you um, so my good fridge time for London just now would be three hours, uh, five minutes. Wow. So for a buffer, you're still looking at the sub three. Yeah. Um, wow. Which is, it's a huge, it's a huge um, goal. But when I look at people that have done it, I'm like, well, they have done it. Why, why can't I do it if I, if I was to properly focus on it? Um, and you know, that's not the strangest, the strangest thing to think about. Because when I started running, that was a mantra that I had in my head. Because I had friends that aren't athletes, they're not runners at all but they were running at the time and I wasn't. And I kept saying to myself, I was going around the park runs and I was struggling, but I kept saying, if they can do it, then I can. Yeah, absolutely. Wasn't that all I go that, um, but when I finished that London marathon in five hours, and then after that, it was like, oh, I'd love to do a marathon in under four hours, but it just seemed like another world. Mm-hmm. Um, but now I've, I've, I've passed that and I'm like, well, if I can just focus, if I can just properly focus on that goal, I'm not I mean it's going to be like in the next year. It might be God knows how many years. It might be as I get older, it gets a bit easier as the good for age gets a bit more. As it drops, well, yes. I say more obtainable, but then as you as you get older, things get harder as well. So it's it's all relative. But um, yeah, that's the the all time goal to say that I've actually qualified for a. A marathon major to be there on the start line on merit is that would be something that would be my running career goal. I mean, it was not unfair to say, I don't think you were in really good form on the run up to Edinburgh this year, and then you suffered a very similar occurrence to myself with a knee injury. Um, it was the knee in the end, wasn't it? It wasn't anything else like mine, mine was actually the calf that 
did my knee in, but was yours the knee? Yeah, so I was getting knee pain, but it was due to a pulling from my um, IT band and kind of glute mm-hmm. issue, um, which I was getting treatment on. And like, if it was like another week on, it might have been okay. Um, but to be honest, the the training I done for Edinburgh, like this this year's just not been um, as consistent as it should have been. So, like, for Edinburgh this year, my long runs were the 20 on the 4th mm-hmm. last running event, which is fantastic. Anyone that That's a great photo of you on that one. Yeah, anyone that was looking for a 20-mile um, run for the spring marathons, get involved in that. It's fantastic. Um, and my other long run was the Manchester Marathon. <laughs> just a long run. Just a casual long run at Manchester. Oh, I got a chance of a last-minute bib and jumped on it. Um yeah, so although it was, I stepped off because of the pain. Like the kind of, I hadn't done the long runs. I hadn't done the, I hadn't put the work in, so I didn't deserve it. Um, yeah, I think there was a part of me that's because I was um, ambassador for the race. I felt like I had to show up. Yeah. Um, whereas in truth, I don't think Edinburgh Marathon would have been bored if I turned up or not. Um, I think I was more there for, it was more advertising the race and encouraging people to sign up rather than what I'd done on the day. Um, yeah. And if anyone else was to ask me, like we'd had these conversations beforehand um, about because we had the similar injury that like, yeah. it's not worth it if you're, if you're not feeling it. Um, and that's something I've done that quite a lot this year. I turned up to races um, not in, not in the right place for it, whether it's physical or mentally. That's something I need to, I need to address and stop doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't, I can't say anything. Turning up to races more recently and mentally not being prepared, physically being over prepared, but mentally not being prepared and having to have someone talk me into the right mindset. Um, but no, I, I, I actually it goes to show from your perspective. Then you didn't feel like you were on form for a performance at Edinburgh, but then from the outside looking in, even your, what you were doing was probably more than what I was doing. So it, it looked like maybe you were uh, slightly further on than, than you felt you were. Yeah. It's, um, oh, it's one of these ones. What is it? Uh, ho- hoping that you can rise to the occasion. Yeah. Um, whereas the, the, the saying that I'll, I like, but don't often use myself is don't rise to the occasion, but fall to your training. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, it just wasn't there. And that almost it, it takes me back there to something you you've mentioned as well to do with your first training program and yes. picking the easiest one that you could find. I think that's actually maybe quite a common thing with marathon runners or people that are starting out in their journey. They don't know what they're doing, so they they, they go, oh, "I'm trying to fit this in, so I'll go for this one because it seems the easiest." And then inevitably like yourself, like like I have, like many others have, you suffer as a consequence. Maybe because of that plan, maybe because you didn't go for the plan that would have given you the best overall um, readiness for that event. Would you would you agree with that? Yeah, it's um, like I would, like I would never um, change the way that this year's went in terms of I'm doing Michael Safe Runners as well, and I've got lots of beginners mm-hmm. um, doing them. Um, what 
30 second intervals, that kind of thing at a, a really comfortable pace for beginner running. And that's a lot of my volume has been made up for that this year. Yeah. Um, probably so it might look like I've done a lot of miles, um, but how much of them's actually been the quality of miles that I would need for my marathon? No, it's not things like that. Um, so I've had, I've tweaked the club a little bit now to be a bit more um, selfish to myself. Um, I've dropped a, uh, dropped a night, for example, because um, I was I was putting on at one point uh, nine sessions a week. Um, Jeez, that's a lot. Which, which was good because we had to had to build a community. Because um, if you just do like one night a week for everyone, then chances are people are just going to turn up that one night and they might not do the other runs that we we tell them to do. But I thought we'll just we'll all do the three runs a week, and then we can um there can be an intermediate group, and then we can have a more social run group as well yeah. um but that obviously it's not sustainable um and i've kind of dropped it down a bit uh, but yeah that it's, it's difficult to kind of do that and fit in your own running as well i guess that again i can have a similarity to that myself and again it was it was in lead up to edinburgh and i was helping chris with his training and he hasn't run since that's this slightly disappointing part about it he hasn't run since he, he did say on the when he was on the get as a guest he was planning to go out and i haven't seen any evidence of that and i'm at the point of saying well i'm going to start taking you back out again because that's the that's the motivation that he needs he needs someone there to help him much like your south runners but at the time i was doing a lot of time and i felt like it was maybe a bit too much because i couldn't i felt guilty not running with them but at the same time i, I wasn't able to dedicate enough time to myself yeah because i've been asked because we have um so you have people who are going to come, they can go through it all and then drop away. Mm-hmm. But there could be a number, number of reasons. People just, some people just don't like running. <laughs> you, know what I mean? you can't force people to run if they don't like it. Um, well, I always try to make it um, easy, run it nice and easy, chatty, make it sociable. Because mm-hmm. a lot of people, they don't like running because it's too hard. They're running too hard. Like, strip it back, slow it down, um, nice and chatty. But I was kind of for a while chasing the people to kind of get them back in. Now yeah. I'm like, you know where we are. We're here. If you need us, we'll keep going and doing what we're doing. But um, yeah, you can. And if you're doing that, they're not in the right place. If they're if you're forcing them to be there, then it's it's not right for them. No, exactly. You can only um, let people know that you're there for them if they want to come. Um, that's so- not a- it's up to them. Just um, make it the best that we can for the people that are there. Given given how you had that mixture of different events and how you got into running and and you've then improved to have more of a structure, how did you fall into that side of community service um, with the Kilsyth Runners? Um, well, I'd had run with the um, Cumbernauld uh, Jog Scotland group called On The Run. Um, I think it was like 2020 I joined them. Um, because they're a, they're a massive group. Um, sometimes they get a hundred runners turning up. Wow. Um, so they've got various different leaders and things like that in their group. Um, Buckle South. Um, obviously where I'm staying, I've I've seen runners out, but there wasn't really that community or any groups people. And then you see, like for example, see women out running in the summer, but in the winter, everyone everyone disappears. No one likes to go out and run themselves in the dark, kind of thing. So I thought, let's set up, we can have something for beginners, get them going, but then try and make a wee community for, um, get people know each other, go get some group runs, but then also have that 
private Facebook group for whatever to people saying, I'm going out a run tonight. Does anybody else want to come and get that safety? And people feel like they can get out and do their runs together. Um, so I thought, let's let's get that going. Um, and yeah, it's, it's been great. I took a little bit of encouragement because I kind of, it's a bit of a commitment for to step up and say, right, I'm going to do this and um, start a club yourself. Um, but no, I had lots of support and um, the Jog Scotland course was great. Uh, and yeah, it's just went strength to strength. Yeah, it's still, I, I keep thinking, oh, I wish we had more numbers, but we are. It's only a year old, only just turned a year. Um, and I've had some great successes. As you say, you just need to keep building and let people know, know we're there. It's difficult for um, a lot of people don't know we're, still don't know we're there. I've tried doing the Facebook advertisements and stuff like that, but you get people liking it and they stay in London and stuff, and you go, well, this isn't much use. Like, I try to sometimes use like my following on Instagram to kind of grow it and get the word out. So now mm. I'm like, kind of tagging the both of them in, and we've got our so like safe runners t-shirts and vests and stuff like that so when we are out running people can then see oh they look like they're part of a group um which has started to get a bit more interest as well and, and seeing as it races and things like that is probably one of the best things that's as, as small as the pull on instagram seems sometimes of everyone knowing each other it's still quite a vast ocean of, of others and we'll have connections that uh they're, they're, my connections might not be the same as your connections and just having that openness to share share the message with our own audience as it would be it does then help people that are looking for groups to run with or people to run with and they happen to to be in the area and they don't know about you for whatever reason mm-hmm. it does help that as well yeah absolutely so with the running then with the community i'm going to jump on to slightly further on in our bullet points because you have seen them for a, for a change, I've given Bob a, a, a sight of what's coming up, which I don't often do. But I, with don't, the, I don't trust you. <laughs> not many people do, don't worry. Mm-hmm. Um, with with your running group then, do you find it like richly rewarding? And are there any really kind of proud moments you have, maybe someone that you didn't expect to be as good at the the journey as you might expect them to be at the beginning? Yeah, I suppose there's, there's quite a few. I liked the with our first park run that we done um, with the beginners. So that, that was a, a proper moment because seeing them all, it's all the kind of race nerves that we would get. Um, but you forget, even just turning up at a park run, people that hadn't done 5K before, just seeing how nervous they were getting. And then the elation afterwards when they finished, that kind of buzz that you can sometimes take for granted mm-hmm. at these things. Um so things like that was that was really good because people that, that never thought they'd be able to do five k and then they're chatting their way around it. It was fantastic. But ones like um, Grant that that came, um, he started to come on to our group runs and chatting their way about marathons and asking about them. And before I know it, he signed up for Edinburgh, um, and he's, he's absolutely smashing it. But it's what the club's done is opened him up to a wider community, so he now runs with like faster people that we've he's met, um which is great, but it gave him the, the end to what his running is now. So he doesn't run with us as much, but I feel it's great that we kind of brought him into that space was really good. Um, And one of the, I suppose it's um, my, what's the word I'm looking for? My shiny example or my role model um, is William. 
So I turned up to the very first session um, with this older gentleman, um, very polite, doing his 30 second repeats, um, thanking me very much. That was great, really enjoyed that. Turned up to every single session, bought into everything that I've been telling him. And he's now done park runs, he's done 10Ks. He's um, The other night we took him up, there's a very hilly um, five mile route with, in the pitch start with head torches on. He just absolutely buys into everything. And I think that in the next like, next year, I think he'll be in half marathon shape, which is fantastic. But it's just the way I'd never have thought when we first met that, <laughs> that was the way it was going to go. So it's just, oh, there's so many. It's just when, when people come in and they buy into it and it's just the wee bit where you start, they start getting about the running and you don't have to, like some people with a 30 second repeats thinks you need to run as fast as you can. For example, do you know what I mean? It's just nice and easy, um, chatty pace, and then just build that aerobic engine. Um, and that's fantastic. There's so many people that just come in and out and what they get out of it. Some people don't want to do 5Ks. They just want to come up and they can just do a wee 15-minute run and chat to their pal on the way home, and that's what they get out of it, and then fantastic. Um, yeah, it's just giving them it's their running club. It's whatever they want it to be. And it's, um, yeah, I'm quite proud that I've, I've kind of made that for them. After I've asked that question, I kind of feel a bit daft now because at the end of the day, you wouldn't be doing it if you weren't proud of what the people are doing and everything that you're getting out of it. Um, but it does sound, it's it's like almost like a teacher seeing a pupil do well. Because like, you are a teacher, you are teaching them the fundamentals of uh, form and, and how to do things without blowing up. Yeah. That sounds great. Don't get me wrong, there's some Saturday mornings when I wake up and I look outside and it's pouring the rain and I need to go up to the track with a whistle and um, put them through a track session and I'm like, oh, but once I'm there <laughs> and I see the effort they put in and I start working with them and it's, yeah, it's always, always worth it, always, they always make it worth my while, it's great. If they're turning up then, then they're committed, then they're yes, committed. exactly. So do you, do you have any kind of fundamental tips in that, that you would, that you give to the people that are that are turning up, or um, that you could share with the listeners that are maybe early on in their running and maybe in a similar position as to some of your your squad members are. And yeah, it's just slow down. It's the whole easy runs easy. People, I don't know why everyone wants. Well, we've all done it when you go out and you you want to run the fastest you can. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, I seen something on a. Facebook group recently and it was somebody was asking about improvements and someone posted up saying that they go out and they run as hard as they can for a time and then the next time they go out and they try and run as hard again and see if they can go further and I'm like oh my days it's like we've kind of progressed since that mate <laughs> it's like I'll see you next week when you're on asking for injury tips and how do you get over this injury yeah um yeah it's just slow down and build up that base um whether it's heart rate whether it's fuel um if you can't get a conversation out, if you can't be talking, you're running too fast, slow it down. So that's why we try to make them nice and chatty. And before they know it, you could be running for 15 minutes, but they've chatted and they don't realise they've been running for 15 minutes. So you make it more enjoyable. Um, Yeah, that's the keep your easy ones easy. Um, And then you just need to be consistent. We've had people that have they've been doing their three times a week. Um maybe too easy and then maybe had the track session at the weekend but then they start missing and only doing turning up once a week and then they wonder why they're 
their fitness is going or why everything feels harder and it's you just need to you need to be consistent. Even if your motivation drops, you still need to be disciplined and that's something that I've need to be telling myself this year as well. That's need to be consistently putting in the work. You can't just dip in and out and reset and start again and yeah. Just um yeah, easy runs and consistency. That's great. It's something that, that I learned the hard way and you do see more of it now on stories likes of of ian um i wouldn't say preaching because that sounds it sounds like it's taken the wrong way but zone two you're right easy runs and they helped me so much on the build-up to to amsterdam and i used to go out and i used to try and set a pb every day it's kind of similar to a question then that al personal best had had not so long ago and he was asking in his stories how how do I progress my 5k time because he was always trying to give it his max effort and it seemed to to fall in just slightly short but since he slowed it down since he started going to the track to stone two like you say easy effort and then come race day you're like a, like a coiled spring ready to go yeah also um, looking at Al's um, Instagram and things, and he was every Saturday he was like trying to PB at the park mm. run. It's like if you're really hammering that and your heart rate is up and the, the load you're putting on your body, you're going to take a while to recover from that. Yeah. So you're yeah. Kind of eating into your training week as well. Do you know what I mean? So if you just keep it easy or use it, use your park run for maybe if it's an easy run or a session, it doesn't have to be a, a full blown 5k effort. Um, and then just get to a space a couple of weeks down the road and say, right, now we'll have another crack at it. They'll put in a wee bit of a training block and you can't race it every week. So what you're saying is, in Garmin terms, you've had a, you've had a rubbish sleep, take an easy run, an easy effort, recovery effort. Yeah, but I would I say something sweary to Garmin when it's done with that in the morning. Yeah, I almost swore that. I, I, could, I could do it. You can swear if you want, but um, no, I, I, it is a long old, it's a long old journey. Uh, to kind of get that that mental kind of um, knowledge to know that not every every effort has to be full blown effort. So that's great to to kind of have that take from someone who's who's taking new beginners out and instilling that fundamental: take it easy, breathe, and chat. Yeah, possibly for five k. That I think a lot of people don't. Even though they're training for 5k, you can still you can do a long run at the weekend as well. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be limited at 5k. A lot of 5k athletes, so they will go out and do. I'm not saying this for beginners, but they'll still go out and do six, seven, eight, nine, ten miles at the weekend. Do you know what I mean? It's um, there's lots of different methods of doing it. It's uh, it's, it's increasing your your range, your endurance, your capability. Yeah, don't do what I do and then start training for a 5k, then quickly switch up to a marathon because it all seems too hard. <laughs> and and one 5k time seems five... too short as well. Oh, they're horrible. They are horrible. You think that's maybe why uh, Ryan's sticking to longer distances now instead of going back to becoming a 5k athlete? No, I think he's a 5k athlete. I think that's where <laughs> enjoyment is. Um, but it's, it's a bizarre distance. I done it was Strathclyde Park Run. It must be about a month ago. And I'd done it as a progression run. And I'd run my second fastest 5K. I was like, oh, I wish I got a bit more greedy. And I'm like, oh, there's no point 
getting the PB at a park run. I would rather get it at a, at a race. Emily can't call park runs races, but we don't like it. Um, I mean, I'm in the opposite camp there, Bob. I would rather go down and beast it at a five at a park run because I feel like I get a pat on the back at the end. Whereas if I'm at a race, I'm on my own usually. <sighs> Yeah, well, that's the thing. There's not, there's not that many five k races that I can. No, there's not. See. No. No. I know Blast Running do one. I'm actually thinking about going to one. Um, it's the 19th of December. Um, so it's a Tuesday lunchtime in Edinburgh. Um, that Cat puts it on. Um, but it's there's some good fast run. It's a, it's a good um range of people that go, but it does feel what you're racing and you can get caught up. Um, if you know what you're running, get caught up with people and um get dragged along. It's um. Oh, that's quite good. Rather than just try to do time trials yourself, um, mm. which are which are yeah. tough, especially in things like five k's and ten k's. If you try to do a a single time uh, time trial on your own, it's both that's a mental mental one as well as physical. Pushing yourself, yeah, that's something I find that's the hardest right. is pushing myself, and that's why I'll wait to go to Park Run on the first weekend of the month because that's Pacer Week. I don't know if it's Pacer Week for every Park Run, but it certainly is at my local. So they're keen to get me down in the um, alpha, not alphas, the vapors. I need to get myself some alphas in the vapors, but it's not a tar. It's not a, a, a tar course. I'm, I'm reluctant to take them down and see what I can do on that course because I don't want to ruin my shoes. No, I don't. Don't ruin them for the sakes of a five k. <laughs> <No. laughs> I've got to get the half, half marathon out of the way first. Yeah, I've got an old pair of vapors that I'll, I'll wear on trail races and stuff like that if it's not too technical. Um. Yeah, but the prices are. It depends where you look. Because, um, as like Ian shares, sometimes if he sees some bargains on sports shoes and stuff like that, you can get the prices of some of these shoes are coming down now. That they're on par with some of the the newer like Pegasus coming out and things like that. You can get a mm -hmm. pair of Vaporfies for the same prices. That's certainly where I got mine because Ian Ian had put up uh, his story and it was fantastic. I I, I grabbed a pair and and I know Ryan actually grabbed the pair at the same sale. So I asked what your proudest moment with the community was. Um, let's aim that direction, uh, that question directly at you now. Proudest self-running moment so far? So I had to think about this, and I think it's possible at the Glasgow 10K this year. Um, so it was a PB, um, but it wasn't about that. It was the whole... It was the day experience and the community side of it. Um, so meeting so many runners like beforehand and chatting and then all the race nerves and that were away. It was just a good laugh. Um, going then, taking that and racing really strong. Um, loads of cheer squads and stuff that actually shouting your name, knowing who you are. Um, it just spurs you on um, so much. And then afterwards, cheering on the women's 10k. Then I had a bit of a meet-up and stuff like that. I just felt like I was really part of something. Yeah. Um, like, not just like in, on the Instagram. It was like, this is like proper in-person people that are really invested in you and you're invested in them and we're all cheering each other on. Um, that was that had me on a buzz for quite a while. Um, probably not my best race performance, even though it was a, it was a 10K PB. I don't think it was my, my strongest race performance. Um, but in terms of experience I think that's definitely got to be up there what is it, to coin the phrase is it people make Glasgow and it's exactly the same as what you're saying there that was the same weekend or the, the, the Sunday after Mike had run the wall wasn't it yes yeah 
Yeah, because yeah, that was the first time I'd met him, actually, was afterwards. Yeah, he got ambushed and brought to a, a room full of people. <laughs> yeah, he could have walked in. I think, we, I think he got a cheer and he didn't know where to look or what to do with himself. It was, it was great. I love seeing people scrumming like that. No, it's it's an it's a great little group, um, and it's ever growing. And I think that's fundamentally because of people like yourself and people like Ryan that are making it more approachable for running, and approachable as a community, rather than just giving each other kudos online and just saying, "Oh, well done on your run," and that's it. It's it's giving people that confidence of happy, friendly nice people to be around and then giving each other support at races like 10k yeah it's a funny one with the, the running community because i get quite um at times i can get bad social anxiety to like, not turning up to things and what have you um but it doesn't seem to happen as much with the running community um i'm actually quite keen to get out there and um, when i can and run with people and meet them um whereas the more I think it's more sometimes if it's like a night out event, things like that, I'm kind of more, mm, don't mm-hmm. really want to do this. And then I get all the, the flip side of it as well. I kind of then get anxiety if I'm not invited to things. So I don't know. I think that's just me. No, I'm in exactly the same boat. I'm <laughs> in exactly the same boat as you. If it's a work thing or if it's friends, and sometimes I don't want to go, but then you feel left out if they don't invite you. Yeah, it's, uh, well, I don't know. That's just. Uh... People are rage, Bob. That's what it is. It's it's the way that we've it's the way that society's uh, raised us. Yeah. Um, Can I put on a front as if you're just a grumpy old man when really you've just got the same kind of anxieties and things like that as you did when you were younger? It's a yeah, yeah. but um, doesn't seem to happen with the running community. They just seem so supportive. Um, plus, it's going along to support other people as well. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, that's fantastic. So, with with that in mind, and next year fast approaching do you have anything in mind uh, race wise for yourself or with the wider community the blast events as you've mentioned them and you did meet up with a few people there as well the 20 um, I don't know on the day whether you'd, you'd met Guise and, and Kaylee, but I know they were there because all these yeah. this is fantastic photos of you all coming across Um What's what's next on for you and then also meeting up with the community? Well, I suppose the big thing for me um, would be stop turning up to events, not prepared. Um, that's what my, my big goal. Because um, it's not doing me any favours. Um, it's not doing me any favours physically because it's kind of leading to other physical issues or niggling injuries that I'm not addressing by just turning up. And also when you're like... A, I don't know, I think I've DNF'd possibly three times this year. Certainly had him, but that was it was it was really really good to meet you. But then at the same time I was so disappointed for you when we got to about it was about halfway and seeing you walking back. Yeah, that was a I had to walk like eight miles back. That was ridiculous. I should have chucked it earlier. Um but it was good supporting everyone on the way. It was actually quite good to see everybody in cheering. Um but when I got to the finish line, the, the finishing straight, and having to walk back the other side of the fence. That was a that was a tough bit. <laughs> um, don't want to do that again. Um, but then there's the whole mental setback. I kind of beat myself up. Um, but was I injured? Was I just mentally weak? All these kind of questions you start asking of yourself. Um, so yeah, let's not be let's not be turned up to start lines when I'm not ready. Um, 
would be a big thing. Um, and I suppose that leads on to another thing about less talking and more action. Um, I kind of feel like this year I've been talking a lot about and I know what to do, um, but I'm not actually doing it. So I suppose that's why I'm kind of moving on now to um, my new coach um, and taking a, a holistic view of it. So I'll be like looking at strength work, I'll be looking at my running, I'll be looking at nutrition, um, looking at the mental side of it as well. Um, so I'm looking forward to getting into that. Um, what else? In terms of races, I don't want to sign up to too much until I'd um, spoke to my coach. Um, so I don't want to ask her to to build me up and then she's got no time to work with me because I've got a race every week. So that'd be an unfair. But I've got a, I don't know if you've heard of the 105 track series. Can't say that I have, but I'll look it up. So I've got in January, it's a 10K at the track. Um, and then in February, it's a half marathon at the track. And then that finishes in March with a full marathon on the track. 105 laps or 105 and a half laps. Wow. Now you've mentioned it. Maybe it was maybe it has been mentioned on the press play and run. Maybe someone's mentioned that in the past. It does sound familiar now you've said it. Yeah, because Alison Jardins, she done the She did it, yeah. She done the half and the 10K last year, but this year she's doing the full series. It was her fault that I signed up for actually. Um but yeah, I thought it'd be an interesting one because I've done sessions on the track before and it's not till you're finished that you realise you've done like 12 miles on the track, but you don't think of it because you're um, just living within the reps and just doing your session. You don't actually think of the distance or how many laps you're doing. So that'd be an interesting one. Um, cool, yeah. I'm in the ballot for Berlin, um, which is drawn in December time. Um, so wait and see. But I think regardless if I get in that or not, I do feel like I'll need to do a, a city marathon um, next year at some point, whether that'll be spring, whether I go back for Edinburgh or not. Um, I don't think you I'll... can really classi- classify Edinburgh as a city marathon. No. <laughs> I'm not an ambassador now, so I can say it sounds like city. Yes. Um, uh... <laughs> I've, um, yeah, I, oh, I don't know about to start moaning about Edinburgh Marathon. It's more the potential of Edinburgh Marathon when you look to the likes of Manchester. Look, Manchester Marathon go big I think they've got eyes on we want to be the best marathon in the UK they they know London's there but they're like we want to go and we'll work with Adidas and we'll get all sorts of um, advertising in that Edinburgh don't seem to be doing anything like that there's no doesn't seem to be anything there is there even pacers at Edinburgh I don't think there was Uh, no I can't say that I saw any uh, other than myself uh, for (laughs) an individual basis I, I mean, even not having an expo is such a, a missed opportunity there. There's so much they could do. There's so much they could do. Um, just that, in, in my opinion, I think there's a lot more they could be doing. So would you um, then go back to Manchester? Potentially? I, I would I would go back to Manchester. Don't, would I go back next year? Possibly not. Um, that's my last two marathons I've actually finished. I've been Manchester. Um so I probably need to let that lie a little bit. Because mm-hmm. um, even like my Manchester, I done. I keep saying last year, it was this year. Um, it's almost the end of the year. Yeah, I done as a, I thought I'd just do it as a training run. And it was, I was actually on for a PB 
at the time, but then it was um got to put my old twenty twenty one and I had to um go and visit the toilets. Um which was I really did not want to. I was like if I if I open this toilet door, that's my PB out the window. <laughs> it's like oh but yeah, needs needs must, isn't it? Yeah. Um that's the the first time, hopefully the only time I'll have to use a portly in a in a marathon, but I know you had quite a few visits in your <laughs> Edinburgh. But... Yeah, every every stop at Edinburgh. Um luckily Amsterdam it was before the before I even crossed the start line. I made that not rookie decision. I went and did that and I didn't have any more difficulty then. I, I then I don't think I saw another portly all the way around. They were there, but I was just so focused. So I'm glad I didn't have to visit them. Neither. Well, see, I, I wasn't too bad. This one was actually in the middle of nowhere. I'm so thankful it was there. Um, <laughs> but yes, some of them, there's people queuing. And I'm like, I would not like to queue for a toilet in the middle of a marathon. That was that would just destroy me. And it cools you down so much. So, so what you're effectively saying now is it's it's all up in the air with which one. Fingers crossed for Berlin, and it's the same with with Lee. Uh, control out the Lee is is in the ballot as well. And yeah. so fingers crossed for everyone that's, that's in it um, because it does look like a fantastic event and it would be it would be phenomenal to run not just because it's a major but because of where it is and what's happening there year on year with trying to push the boundaries of what's possible with marathon running. Yeah, it's a, a fantastic fast course. Um, as you say, it's, um, all the, the elite big runners go there wanting to to break records and um yeah it'd not be fantastic to go there um but as i say i'm what i want to um i've got my, my big goals of um let's let's get closer as close to as i can to the three hours and then see what can happen but i might speak to my coach and she might say right well forget about marathon just now and we'll concentrate on your 10k time or your half marathon time and we'll get that down before we look at marathon again mm-hmm. and then i'll just have to say well okay that's what we'll do because otherwise what are you seeking the advice for yeah, exactly. Build it back up again, maybe. Yeah, I, th- I think so. I think it'll be let's get some speed back in the legs, um, which I, I was trying to do. I was, I had said I was going to try and go sub twenty on the five k um, before the end of the year, but then I just kept farting about with my runner coach and kept chopping and changing what I was doing. That's why I had to just say, "No, put it, put it away. We need somebody proper to um, discipline you and." keep you on the straight and narrow because I'm like a child with that app. <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's so easy. It's so easy to kind of chop and change that when you do have the the flexibility to do it and you don't have someone cracking the whip and you almost, you by the sounds of it, you're the same as me. If you're paying for someone's uh, expertise, you would feel guilty if you then weren't doing what they were asking you to do. Yeah. What's the point in otherwise? Well, that's where all my big improvements came from. Um, when I had, I don't know if you know Matt Rees, the Welsh runner. Uh, again, I probably follow them or know of them, but at the moment, the, yeah, so Matt's the the famous um, the London Marathon video where the the runners on the the final straight having a, a bad time, and the one of the runners stops to help okay. him along. Yeah. So that that was Matt. Um, so he coached me. Um, for the best part of two years, um, and he he got my fitness up absolutely fantastically. Um, getting consistency, it was volume, it was proper easy runs instead of let's like, stop running for Strava, stop saying oh this was an easy run when your heart rate <laughs> says otherwise. 
um, and then targeted speed sessions, and then as you say, that accountability. Um, but then part of the reason I stopped is because I was becoming less accountable for it. Um, it's uh, a slippery slope, isn't it? Aye, absolutely. It is. Um, so I thought if I'm paying for someone and I can't be accountable, I can't turn up and not get my not just get your money's worth, but you want to get the um, the value out of it. I was missing too many runs with work and family and things, so I said I'll need to step away. Because I was trying to start the Michael Side Runners as well, and I thought that was going to be too difficult to... How do I explain to my coach that I've got... Yeah, this is your training you're giving me, but I'm also going to put on nine other sessions a week. <laughs> yeah. You're like, oh, what are you talking about? What's going on here? <laughs> so. well, you'll, you'll still be turning up probably at the, the key main events in and around you. I know you've got a lot of events in... In close proximity, but potentially back at the ten, the, the Glasgow ten, and then the, the later events in the year, maybe the half marathon, um, those sorts of things. Yeah, so the, the Glasgow ten definitely that was just a fantastic day. Um, I was actually really surprised at um, how good that was. Um, a lot of these races, n- nothing against them, but you, you get kind of fun run vibes off them. Yeah, um, which a lot of them. I always joke that anything that involves Glasgow Green, Glasgow Green 10k ends up it's like 9.6 miles and all that kind of thing. It's like people saying, oh yeah, but it was still good fun. And I'm like, yeah, but you you put your training in for a 10k, you want to get your 10k, like your proper, if you're racing for it, you want your time and you want a legit race. Um, uh, Edinburgh, if I don't do the full marathon, there's a good chance I can maybe do the half. I've been toying with that idea. Um that's again on the same day. You could do the half and then do a couple of hours of cheer squad. Um, yeah, that's certainly what happened this year with with the main crew, um, and not only this podcast's cheer squad, but also in in Ryan's as well. Yeah. They ran the half, and then they were there to uh, support everyone, which was fantastic. Yeah, because I met a lot of them. Um, I was saying, "Oh, what you? Why are you here?" Um, <laughs> Um, and then I haven't explained to them what was what's going on, but um, yeah. So I mean, we'll just have the game, watch watch the space, and see see what really comes of of twenty twenty four. Um, as the year kind of closes though, and the calendar starts opening a bit more, I'm sure we'll see people signing up for um X, Y, and Z anyway. So you'll be you'll be no different. So um, I'm just hoping I might be able to get into a few events down your way. But I always feel. That if it's if it's not half marathon or slightly longer, it's a long way to come just for a ten k. Aye, absolutely. Unless it was a proper fast route, yeah. I suppose it'd be yeah. worth it. Um, for a ten k. Um, yeah. Five k, it's a it's a bit of a you can't really justify that. No, Generally, no, I don't think unless you were doing something else at the time. That's there's a potential of coming down for another gig like we did this year. Um, and I didn't let anyone know. I think that was it was maybe poo-pooed a little bit because I did keep it quiet and I ended up only running with uh Nikki at uh, yeah, one of the local park runs. But this year, if you know next, this year coming, if we do come down for this concert, if we do end up getting tickets, I'll make more of an announcement in advance to potentially go to one of these nicer park runs, uh, other park runs. I would love to go to, you mentioned it already, your progression run, Strathclyde Park. 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 Yeah, yeah, I would love to go to Strathclyde Park. So I used to live on the on the kind of periphery and it would be nice to visit it again. So there's potentials. 
<laughs> yeah, I'll bring I'll bring down the the vapors and um, but just like you said, with with the ten k having such a a widespread number of people that are in the community there and those that are maybe running or be volunteering and having that cheer squad. Um, so no, hopefully we'll live to catch up in twenty twenty four. I know we briefly met this year, but um, it was the briefest of meetings. Um, but uh, yeah, before I thank you for for being a guest, though. Um, and I hope you gave it some thought on this one because you've already given me one person. But is there anyone you would like to shout out to potentially hear as a as a future guest themselves? Oh, well, I think we spoke about um, getting David Wright um, after uh, his ten k win in Edinburgh. I, I can confirm he is coming on. Excellent. Um, he, he signed up. So I was really interested to hear how he went from. I think the last time he ran that race, he was. He ran it in the forties, and then he's went away and built up and trained hard, and then he comes back and wins it. His unreal, but he's doing he's doing all sorts of great things with um with kids for running and his own coaching stuff. So it'd be fantastic yeah. to hear from him. Um, we've talked about as well. Um, Ian, he's doing lots of community type runs. Um, he's his um Instagram is quite a it's quite an educating place as well. Um, in terms of his like, try to get the word out a bit easy running. Um, he's doing lots of stuff where he's cross training and things like that. It'd be good to hear from him. Um, likes of you mentioned Lee. Mm-hmm. Um, you talk about Lee quite a lot. I've met Lee, um, briefly. Um, but it'd be good to to hear more about his story. He's running history. I know he's very supportive. Um, on Instagram, but a bit good to hear, um, more from him. Um. Kind of lesser known names. Um, I've got Jim Glennie, um, which you might not have heard of. Um, he's helped a lot of runners in North Lanarkshire um, over the years. And last year, he received the Jog Scotland Award for achievement. Um, very supportive guy. Um, been running for a long time um, at all different levels. So it'd be good um, to hear from him. Uh, and as likes of, I don't know, Jace, the Edinburgh runner you could get on, but he'd probably just spend an hour talking about how awesome I am. So I don't know <laughs> what from him. Wait, that's, those sorts of names, uh, that's the ones I'm, 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 I'm glad to hear you say because they're the sorts of people that if I was to reach out to them, they're so humble with what they're, where they've come from, what they're doing, that they would say, well, nobody wants to hear from me. And it's the same with um, I'm going to say his name because if if anyone follows him and just give him that reassurance, Carl Orm, um, he does a lot of mental health talks and he's been on other podcasts talking about mental health. But I asked him to come on to to talk about running from his perspective because of all the insane things he's done, and he's so humble that nobody wants to hear about that. These are the people that I think. People do want to hear from their everyday runners doing phenomenal things and doing phenomenal things for the community. So it really puts the ball in their court now that you've said that. Yeah, absolutely. Because I remember when I was um, first asked to go on a podcast, I was like, oh, why are they asking me? And it's the whole, I hate the, the term, but imposter syndrome and that carry on. But then it's like, oh, over yourself, it's the same. You're talking to the same people that you talk to daily on instagram and things like that mm-hmm. and you're supporting them they're supporting you it's you just come on for a chat that we would just have a normal chat anyway 
That's the way you got a view. And it'd be good to hear from these other people because you only have like on Instagram or whatever, you're only chatting good race, how did that go, that kind of thing. It'd be good to actually sit down and listen to a bit more uh, to learn about them and get to know about them. It'd be uh, fantastic. Well, there we go, guys. Look, that's that's the ball in your court. You let me know if if you want to come on because Bob wants to hear you and I'm pretty sure other people will too. Now, that's been uh, that's been spot on, Bob. Uh, I think I've taken up enough of your evening now, though. But uh, it's been it's been really it's been really chill. I think that's it's probably one been one of the most relaxed chats I've had with anyone. But it's been fantastic to hear where you've come from, and it's even better to hear where you're going and the mindset that you've got. No, thanks for having me. I hope I'm. I think I'm. I'm up the stairs in the office, and it's kind of dim light, so I don't know if I'm probably too chilled out at the end of the day. <laughs> <laughs> if you'd have caught me this morning after a few coffees, I'd have been, I'd have been buzzing through it all. But um, no, it's been good to chat. Um, good to catch up. Well, we'll certainly have you back in the future once once you're sorted with your coach, once you know more about what's happening in twenty four and beyond. We'll get you back on and we'll talk about the goals. Excellent. Hopefully, we want to talk about some PBs. What a lovely chill guy Bob is. I could have literally spoken to him for hours. If it wasn't that I was feeling pretty guilty taking up more of the man's time, especially when his daughter delivered water to him after the length of time I'd taken him away from his family, it could have been a whole nighter. Bob also provided some great shout outs and challenges there. Before anyone goes hounding Carl, I can confirm that he has since agreed to come on and speak with me in a future series. But for anyone else mentioned by Bob, get in their DMs and make it known to them that you want to hear them on the show in the future. Let's make these happen. Personally, I've learned a lot from Bob over the past year. Having been a trading post for pre-Edinburgh injury chance, motivation throughout the year and constant cheer squad on everything that I've had going on. Keep being an absolute inspiration, Bob, and the legend of the community that you are. Let's start drawing things to a close, though, and learn who will be joining us in the penultimate episode, episode nine. I'm delighted to announce that we will be gaining a slightly different perspective on running events as we welcome Heather Ruff to the show. The saint who puts up with Mike Houston's ultra marathon lifestyle. We'll be learning what it takes to successfully support crew not only an ultra marathon partner but a whole squad of runners at times but also finding out about Heather's own tentative steps into running and eventing. I'm 100% looking forward to sharing more about Heather and a slightly different take on the running community. If, however, you want to get in contact between now and then, you can do so by dropping us an email at thepoint99podcast at gmail.com. Alternatively, you can hop over to our website where I've actually just tarted things up a little bit, added some colour and an extra bit of flair. That's, of course, the point99podcast.com and you'll find a contact form there if you want to use that. 
If neither of those float your boat, however, you can find me at Facebook by searching The Point 99 Podcast or on Instagram by doing the same. You can also slide into my DMs at either The Point 99 Podcast or Mr. Underscore Steve underscore Runs. And that, as they say, is that. Join me next week as we look to bring the season one week closer to a close. Until then, however, no matter what you get up to, I hope you stay safe, enjoy your runs, and you will hear from me soon.